Man, welcome back to the uh, Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I am your host, Jerome Thornton, man, representing Bastrop, Louisiana, Chicago, Elgin, Illinois, and now Rockford, Illinois. I guess I'm going to start um, covering hip-hop um, and sports um, as well as, you know, doing um, commentary in regards to, like, politics and different things like that. I mean, really and truly, this is what the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast is supposed to be about. A large variety of topics, you know, that's affecting the African-American community. But I'm not going to lie to you, y'all. Sometimes I get burnt out on that because I don't see any type of leeway um, in what I'm trying to do and the message that I'm putting out. But in these scenarios, when I'm talking about hip hop, it's a lot more authentic. Um, I can relate a lot more. And um, because, you know, I've seen these things head on. I've been in these impoverished environments. You know, I've I've lived in Chicago. I've lived in Elgin. I've lived in the Strop. You know, I've lived, you know, I live in Rockford where people are actually out here struggling, man. And it's it's a real, real hard life. Um, and unfortunately, in today's uh, hip hop, a rap game, we start to see a lot of emerging artists coming up out of these same impoverished areas. And they start to see money, man, more money than they've ever seen in their lives. Um, unfortunately, uh, with a lot of different situations, they're unable to disconnect uh, from different beefs that they had or issues that they had in their community. And ultimately, these things bring them down. Um, yesterday, I was talking about the black men fail King Von. Man, today, man, this hits really, really hard because, you know, um, Mo 3 just got shot and killed today on the expressway in Dallas, Texas. You know, I think he was from South Dallas. I'm not exactly sure, you know, but either way, man, Mo3 is, I hate to say was when I'm talking about these guys or these rappers or these artists, but Mo3 is a very, very melodic transformative he has a very melodic transformative voice put it that way if you hear him when he starts to rap he's gonna start to sing and you're like dang like is this dude like a, a southern drake or something like that but then you could hear you know the the aggression and also the the seriousness in regards to what he's saying it is it, you you know you could tell that he was that he went through certain situations in life, probably facing um, from doing time. You know, Dallas is one of the hardest places to do time. And a lot of people don't understand that, but it is. From doing time in jail to selling drugs to being double crossed by his best friends to, you know, having shootouts and having his baby mama cross him with somebody else that he knows. It's, he went through a whole lot and it's really, really sad that it's coming to this. It's really, really sad that it's coming to this. I don't like it. I know we had lost another, and hopefully this is not tied together, right? But we had lost somebody a couple years ago that was very, very talented uh, from, from, from the Dallas area. You know, smile every day, fuck what a hater say. Roy Lee, but he was a comedian. And, you know, for whatever reason, him and Yella Beezy was into it. 
And unfortunately, you know, something happened to Roy Lee and man, dude, dude died. Yellow Beezy was almost killed and shot up. Him and Mo3 was into it heavy. And uh, the, the, the whole thing about it is, is like, these dudes are seeing too much of money to continue to let ego. And really, man, the devil just guide them to their own demise. Because, see, we don't see what's on the inside of a man's soul. Or we don't know what that person is feeling. Or we don't know, you know, what they're going through mentally. You know, because I know, man, when I was in the field back in the day, I mean, all the way up until one of my partners got killed, it was on site, bro. Or protect your neck. Either one, you knew if you was hunting or if you was a fool. Or if he was just simple, simple like, you know what, I'm a silverback. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody addressing me. Ain't nobody taking me out. I know a few dudes like that. You see what I'm saying? Who still to this day has that mentality. But the fact of the matter is, is that anybody, anybody can be killed by a gun. And especially... If you're not moving with a finesse and you think, you have to think. Having an on-site mentality is not a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. That means when you say it's on-site, that means not only you know, but the other people know as well. As soon as we see each other, there is no talking. We're, we're shooting and we're shooting to kill. It is no coming back from this. This is what's called a green light for some people that don't know or for some people that's in the other area. On site means, hey, look, whenever I see you, it's going down. And hopefully, you know, well, I mean, shit. R.I.P. Mo 3, man, he's I don't even want to say it. Right. Because hopefully this is something that's rumors. Hopefully this is. TMZ and all of these other blogs is putting some different things out. Dude was too young. He had too much potential to pass away. And I really wish one of the OGs in Dallas, whether it was North Dallas or South Dallas, set him and Yellow Beezy down. I, I don't know if Yellow Beezy had anything to do with it, but I do know that they was beefing. <laughs> Hopefully Yellow Beezy didn't have a, have a part in this because that's whole shit. Moving forward. When we notice people are starting to beef, regardless of who it is, it don't have to be a, a entertainer. And they getting to the point to where, you know, where they talking about is guns and shit involved. Hey, man, look, why don't y'all sit down and talk it out? One of my good friends that I talk to almost on every morning, Alexander. I call him Trigger. You know what I'm saying? I ain't finna say his whole name because I don't know if he want his whole name to be out there. But I got much respect for my guy. You know what I'm saying? We was we was in the same lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And we was talking about, you know, how back in the day, like how different sides used to be. And we used to fight. And then we thought about it. I asked him, when we just joking, but we for real, like we laughing and talking about the situation now. But shit, I done had guns pulled on me. I done had people shoot at me. 
You see what I'm saying? I didn't have people try to trap me and and I didn't have a whole lot of stuff go on. So my antennas are always up. You feel me? But then I asked him, I said, man, what in the world was going on and who started it? He said, man, then nobody started, bro. We was just fighting. Now, the crazy part about this is, and I want you guys to hear me and hear me out. Nobody really told us to stop. That we would listen to. Of course, the teacher said it, but we're not going to listen to them. But none of the none of the real OGs was like, hey, man, y'all cut all of that out, bro. Until I got up under somebody that I knew. And I'll be able to say his name. That I knew cared. And just wasn't there. To send me off or to send us off on, you know, just like these little fake missions or whatnot. His name was Charles Hankston, R.I.P. You know what I'm saying? My cousin. Man, bro, I love you. You know what I'm saying? He the one, after my friend got got killed, he the one was like, hey, man, you know, you got to you gotta think. You got to do this. You got to do this, you know? And, you know, he was always surrounded by a lot of different people, but they were more of a a party group. Uh, they, they did things a lot more respectable, put it that way. But everybody in town knew not to mess with them. You know what I'm saying? Because if they did, you know, it was problems. They didn't really, they went up under like, yeah, you know, we cribs. So we, you know, it was the Strop City Hustlers. That's what it was. You know, that's who, that's who brought me up. But, and the thing about this is what I'm saying is, is that we need to have people inserted into our communities. That's basically crisis interventions or that can intervene in a crisis. Almost like a mental health counselor. But in this scenario, it's in regards to violence, simple, similar to what they are, to what they implemented in Los Angeles. Because I don't think I could see. I mean, I, well, well I, I don't think I don't want to see another situation like a like a Mo3, man. It's just simply not cool. It's simply, simply not cool. That young black men are killing other young black men. For what? At the end of the day, there is no value to black men, whether they're football players, basketball players, or just a piano player or somebody that's in the hood. It's no reason for this. We have to intervene because at this point in time, this is what nobody else is talking about. This is why I was so upset if anybody was listening to any more of my podcast. This is why I was so fucking upset with the Black Lives Matter movement. Because we have things like this going on and we're refusing to turn. Just people are just turning their eye, a blind eye. Oh, that's natural. That's natural. No, the fuck is not stupid. It's not natural. And we shouldn't normalize it and make it natural. 
And for anybody else that says, well, you know, other cultures out there, uh, they do the same thing. But then at the same time, they're still say, well, hey, guys, we're come from royalty. We come from kings and queens. Stop that bullshit. Because, you know, what? if we held ourselves to a higher standard, then, you know, what? we would act a little bit differently toward our own sister and brother in the street and not try to gun them down. We need more compassion. These things, this gang culture that has been inserted into our community, it needs, we need to lift it up and say, hey, not to make us soft. But we damn sure if we if we go out, we going out together, we damn sure ain't finna kill each other anymore. We have to learn from our past. We have to heal from our past. Everybody talks about healing, but we really don't want to face the truth. The truth is, is that a lot of people's lives and families have been affected from people being killed by other black people or from other African-Americans. That's just simply the truth. And Mo 3, unfortunately, man, if it's true, may you rest in peace. And if it's not, please come back with the hardest rebuttal and with the hardest album. Man, my, 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 you know, my prayers are with you and your family. And this is for real. Like the dude was so, this is, this is to me, what makes a real artist is if I could, resonate with you if i could if i could if whatever you saying if that makes me feel something like dang if there is a mental connection there then you know what i could i could roll with it just like wale wale i i have a mental connection with his music kendrick lamar currency you see what i'm saying paul wall you know i have a mental connection with their music i'll always bump it Lil Wayne, I have a mental con- it it comes across and it and, and it speaks to me in such a way that I feel as though that that experience that they're talking about, if I haven't experienced it, that I'm experiencing it now. When Mo Three was saying everybody ain't your friends, everybody ain't your partners. Come on, man. If y'all hadn't listened to Mo Three. Man, y'all pull, y'all pull that up. Y'all check it out. Cause I'm gonna be jamming Mo Three all night. Know that and trust that. It's time for us to build. It's time for us to build new rules. It's time for us to lay down new groundwork and new laws. Killing other black men is not cool, bro. It's not cool. Period. Regardless of where it comes from. I'm sick and tired of seeing this shit on the news, man. These people and they're and they're and and they're using and they're using these acts, right? Glorifying gangster, gangsterism. Oh, well, that's what gangsters do. Nah. Nah. You gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go find that with someone else. You see what I'm saying? Find that with someone else. The Italians sold us. It was marketed 
as they were murderers and killers. But in actuality, they're not doing that shit for real. Not on the scale that black people are doing it. Like we picked up like this mafioso thing from the Italians, but we don't even understand that if you put the Italians and what they were doing side by side with, man, the people in Detroit, what they was doing, well, my man's up there in North Carolina, what he was doing, not to even mention, it's nowhere close. It's nowhere close. I think it was Eddie Brown. Yeah. And then, let me think the guy that was in Durham. Um, give me a moment. It wasn't Frank Lucas. It was another Frank. Frank White. Name definitely wasn't Frank White, but it was this guy named wasn't wasn't Frank Lucas. It was another guy from Durham, North Carolina. Name was Frank. He's he's the only the only multi Man, he'd probably be looking at a billion dollars right now who hasn't got caught by the feds. The only one. He's probably about, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories. But anyway, I'm just saying, you know, in regards to the Italians and, you know, and see, this is where, you know, we need to sit down and just say, hey, man, look. That mafioso shit is not is not what's popping off right now. You know, the the person that's always cutthroat and shit, that's not what's happening right now. You see what I'm saying? Like it used to be, you know what I'm saying? You you got a lot of people, oh man, you know, dude is cutthroat and this and this and this. You know what, homie? Hey, homie, you need to move around. Real shit. You know, because you know what's going to happen is you around here robbing, you around here stealing, you around here doing all of this. And then this is what can lead up to a fatal event. We don't need you around here, my guy. We're not welcoming you in, period. Either you got to change or you got to go. Because around here, we don't believe in killing, robbing, and stealing, bro. We'll do it. But it's going to be because someone is coming around doing it to us. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's the mentality that needs to happen. Not to say if you get into it, if somebody step on your shoes, you pull out the... And, and bleep on dude. What is... Like, what's up with that? And it was a lot of people that was embracing that. Like, yeah, you know. No. That's not cool. But man, y'all gonna be hearing more from me discussing hip hop and our culture, the culture that I know. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the hood. I've always been in the hood. I've always been a chameleon. I could always, you know, I could, I could communicate. I'm a master communicator. I feel I could communicate with anybody. But I'm more comfortable being in the hood because that's where I'm from. I don't care. When I get my billion dollars, because I am going to be rich, I'm not now, but when I get, when I make my billion dollars, you better believe I'm still going to be in the hood with my people. I will never leave. This is, this is where, this is where I will be buried. 
This is where my life's work will be. Hopefully when I leave this world, my neighborhood will be a better place so we won't have to constantly see situations like Mo3 and Nipsey Hussle, Pop Smoke, Triple X Tentacion, Tupac, Biggie. Man, the list goes on. Stack bundles. Like, it's a lot, bro. i like to thank everybody for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. We need to come up with a different slogan, and I'm going to make this up right now. Mentorship is cool. Man, don't be too big in your mind that you can't mentor somebody. And put them on a better path. Think about that. Let that marinate. See what opportunities that you have. You don't have to be at the YMCA. You don't have to be at. Um, you don't have to be a Sunday school teacher. You don't have to do all of that. It's opportunities everywhere to mentorship. And you don't have to do it every day. You know what you could do? You could just go to some place. And I'm just talking about anything, man. Whether you want to buy somebody a, 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 a 59 cent cup of coffee, that's showing gratitude. In some form, that's mentorship. If you see a if you see a black kid and you say, hey, and you know this kid's going through a difficult time, you say, hey man, look, you alright today? What you got on your mind? You wanna take you wanna take your girl out? Hey, here, man, here go $30, bro. Hey, look here. Take your girl out and you and her, y'all have y'all a good time. But most and foremost, you stay out of trouble, man. You keep her out of trouble. That's what's up. That's real. That's wholesome. That's pure. That's respect. Because you want to know why? That kid that you just did that for, even if you can't do it all the time, He's going to remember when he gets your age, he's going to see another kid like that and do him the same way. Do you hear me? So, yes, mentorship is cool. Mentoring black boys is cool. Thanks again for everybody for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, man. This is volume number 39. I'm going to go to the second episode once I... Once I get to uh, 50. But yeah, this is volume number 39 of the Quarantine Lean. Y'all can look me up on Facebook at Jerome Thornton. Y'all can follow me at um, on Thornton Media. Um, I haven't posted anything on my Facebook page in a while, but I'm going to get back on that. Um, y'all can also follow me on Instagram at Virtual Hustle 77 and um, on Twitter at Rome Empire. Man, thanks again for tuning in to the show, man. It was definitely, definitely my pleasure. And again, RIP Mo3. And right before we leave, though, you know what? R.I.P. to the uh, J.D. Um, my prayers are going out to the Evans family in um, Bastrop, Louisiana, and Bonita, um, Louisiana, as well as Jones. They lost their uncle. And also, you know, I think I'm going to be putting something on the grill today, you know what I'm saying, because my auntie's birthday was yesterday. You feel me? So, man, I really do appreciate your support. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to holler back. Man, thank you again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I am your host, Jerome Thornton, man, representing Bastrop, Louisiana, by way of Chicago, by way of Elgin, by way of Rockford, Illinois. Man, what's going on with y'all? Um, this is volume number 40 of the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, 
Quarantine League. Man, thanks again for tuning in. As you all know, the subject matter is going to change um, from politics. Now we're going to be going more and leaning more toward the um, hip-hop and entertainment and fashion. Um, politics just didn't feel right for me. It was, you know, because my stance on politics is not going to change. I'm always going to support the hood. I'm always going to support black businesses and empowerment and economics. So I felt like that I was communicating the same things over and over. And as a result, I was actually robbing you, the actual listener. But um, with hip hop and uh, rap, music, R&B, fashion trends is something that I've always loved. So this is where my passion is and this is what I'm going to focus on. Um, there's been a whole lot of different things going on in the past couple days um, from anything from or a week for anything from King Von being murdered, RIP to him, to him and his family, to Mo3. We had already talked about that, the slain Dallas rapper. Now, um, Lil Boosie, you know, from my home state, Louisiana, he goes out to Dallas looking to pay his respects um, to Mo3. Unfortunately, um, this was in a... I would say a op neighborhood of Mo3, which is Oak Cliff, which is South Dallas. And as a result of that, it was perceived as that, that Boosie was coming there to not say avenge Mo3, but he was just in the wrong place. Somebody should have let like let him know, like, hey man, you know what? You come into an actual area. They got shooters over there. Um, you know, these this neighborhood and most three neighborhood, the most the, the area that most three was from, they really didn't get along, or there was some type of beef. Or whatnot, but what ended up happening is is that they end up shooting um, Boosie's Sprinter van and another car. Um, there was there were some reports allegedly that Boosie got shot in the leg. Hey man, you know, first of all, I like to let everybody know that young Boosie is he's trying to transform his life. First of all, I mean, man, I was back. I'm you know I've been a Boosie fan since he was on Pimp C's label. You know what I'm saying? Way when him and Lil Webby was rocking out, you know, and they was calling themselves Lava Boys and all this type of stuff, man. So Lil Boosie really does have a street background. And I'm not saying that to glorify it, but that's just who the that's just who this man is. And I think that maybe he should have reached out to somebody that was in Oak Cliff and was like, hey man, you know what? We ain't coming out here on no bullshit. We just I'm just coming out here to um to salute my partner. Hey man, y'all cut that shit out. You know what I'm saying? On, on some real grown man shit, but they wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he did and they weren't just trying to hit, but allegedly again, Lil Boosie got shot. You know what I'm saying? So um, if he did, hopefully he's doing well. Hopefully he's not going to retaliate on some dumb shit because um, really what it's all coming down to is, and I say this all the time, when you're in business, the best thing that you could do is mind your business. Um, and there's people that's out there that's focusing on this entertainment shit and it's being spilled over into the streets. You see what I'm saying? That's why some people say the rap game is just as cutthroat and as vicious as the street game. And you're starting to see these things come out, except that now with it being more shootings, right? With it being more shootings, things are just, are just crazy. Um, speaking about another rapper that's from my home state, Lil Wayne just got a federal charge about a, about a gun from back in 2011. Somebody, I guess, if it's not 2011, he just got charged the other day. But he just got a federal gun charge, could be facing up to 10 years. 
And I'm like, damn, my man Weezy didn't campaign for Donald Trump and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell? And they just going to hit him after that? Man, shit, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris ain't on shit. <laughs> they done did my man Weezy like that. But you know what I'm saying? We we praying for Weezy. You know what I'm saying? That he's able to get out of this situation. Because one thing about Lil Wayne and two things for certain. You see what I'm saying? Lil Wayne is an artist first. And he's really not on that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? He waves the red flag and everything. and But really and truly, from what I see, you know what I'm saying? It's more of his associates and that's... That's his neighborhood. So, you know what I'm saying? He automatically has an affiliation with Bloods. And he talked about that in his um, Drink Champs video or interview, by the way, about how he start, um, about why he started back rocking the red bandana and different things like that. It was because, you know what, people in his neighborhood was like, hey, man, you know what? We don't rock like that. You see what I'm saying? We're not doing that. You already know that shit. And if you come over here false flagging, basically, shit, you know, you're a target just like anybody else. And shit, he was a smart man and he obliged to the situation. So salute the Lil Weezy, salute the Lil Wayne, salute to everybody from Louisiana. But anybody that's in the hip-hop world knows one thing and two things for certain, especially specifically with down south rap and culture. There have been two men that really carry the Atlanta scene, right, on its back and really, really put Atlanta onto another platform. Now, some would say, man, shit, are you talking about... Um, Killer Mike, are you talking about T.I.? You know, depending upon which conversation you're saying, you know what, because they have lifted Atlanta in different uh, different stratospheres and conversations. But when you're talking about the streets and really, really on some, on some just good old-fashioned hood drama, it's no other than Gucci Man on one side and Young Jeezy on the other. They have agreed to an actual versus battle. And in my opinion, I think this is something that is cool. I think it's something that's dope. I think that if anybody or any place should pull something like this off with two regional um, kings in regards to their work and in regards to their contributions to the actual trap and rap culture, um, it should be Jeezy and Gucci. You see what I'm saying? Or Gucci Mane. You know what I'm saying? Goo-wop. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, when a lot of people talk about Young Jeezy, you know what I'm saying, for a minute, you know what I'm saying, he, was, he wasn't calling himself um, Young Jeezy. He was just calling him Young. Or then he just changes to Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? So, um, these, these people are very, very interesting. And I just want you all to know, for everybody that's out there that's new um, to the hip-hop genre, Gucci and... Jeezy, both are actually not from Atlanta. Let's start there, okay? Um, they moved to Atlanta in early ages. Gucci Man is from Alabama. Jeezy is from South Carolina, all right? They moved to Atlanta. They came up, you know what I'm saying, very young age. They came up. They actually, they did an actual song together. It was one of my favorite songs, um, So Icy. I'm so I say, so I say, hey, all these girls excited. Yeah, well, you know, you see why I didn't make it, you know, you see why I didn't make it as an actual rapper. But after that, after that, problems started to happen. Um, allegedly, the whole beef broke down as, or started when 
Jeezy refused to actually perform on side of Gucci Man. And ever since then, there's been beef. Um, but it was squashed, uh, I think it was back in 2015 um, on a Sway interview. No, actually 2011 on a Sway interview. Um, both rappers, you know, of course they would, they didn't do an interview together, but both rappers had stated that they didn't have any problems with each other. I mean, of course, everybody knows, uh, about the actual skirmish that ended up in somebody losing their life when quote unquote, or allegedly, um, there was somebody from Gucci man. Uh, I mean, from Jeezy's camp who put out a $10,000, uh, bounty on Gucci man's head and it was reported that they needed to bring back his chain and when they did you know um they weren't successful you know and Gucci you know saying was the better shooter and as a result of that somebody lost their life of course I'm not glorifying that and then from there after that man it was just man Jeezy has had some really great runs with some really really great producers and DJs but I guess DJ Drama Store working at first he was working with Gucci. I mean, at first he was working with, with Jeezy. Then he started working with Gucci. As a result of that, DJ Drama and his team got into it with Gucci. Boom. Then he was start working with Coach K. Coach K was working with Jeezy. Then he started working with Gucci. Right? So, you know, there was some there were some difficulties there. But ultimately, you have to think about this, right? And we're talking about the character of these men. These men, in their own right, has carried their own labels and have seen their own superstars um, come from that. Of course, Boys from the Hood, anybody can remember that. And then CTE, you know, with Slick Puller and Blood Raw, Gucci, you know, I mean, come on, man, with Frenchie and um, Waka Flocka and um, Scooter. I mean, you know, he, he his name even rings in Amigo Circle and all of that. It's it's really, really going down between these two. But ultimately, I think this is going to be something that's going to be go down in history as the greatest. I'm not even I'm not even going to call it a rap battle. I'm going to call it a tri a salute to the culture because these people have so many influences. November 9th. No, November 19th, which is tomorrow. The versus battle is going down. It's going to be sponsored by Apple. Um, hopefully they have all the equipment together because this is going to be legendary. I'm going to be tuning in on Instagram and it's about to go down for everybody that's out there. If you're new to the podcast, to my podcast, the chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, if you, if you hear cars and shit in the background, you know what? I live in the hood. Um, I bought a HUD house um, that I'm rehabbing and I'm just getting it out the mud right now. So respect my ground, respect my hustle and respect my hood too. So, you know what I'm saying? Just like, that's just, it is what it is. But um, I like to thank everybody again for tuning in to the chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I would like to know who y'all are rooting for. Are you rooting for Guwap, Gucci man? Or are you rooting, are you rooting for, Young Jeezy or Young or Jeezy, you know what I'm saying? Um, man, y'all leave y'all comments, y'all share y'all thoughts with me. You know what I'm saying in regards to the uh, in regards to the podcast and how I'm doing. If you have a problem with what I'm doing, guess what, man? I'm not ducking no comments out here in these internet streets. Be easy. 
you know, but I like to salute everybody for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Quarantine Lean, volume number 40. I'm going to holler at y'all.